It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. If it's the first time joining my show, bienvenue. The accent is thick and French, straight from Paris. Question for you to start the show. If you don't like who your family member or friend is dating, would you tell them or keep it to yourself? I really always wanted to know that, so I actually posted that very question on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio, and here are the results. 56% of you voted, I would tell them, and 44% said, no, I would keep it for myself if my friend or family member is dating somebody I don't like, really none of my business. I would do the same. I would keep it for myself unless I see form of abuse. I don't interfere in other people's business unless somebody asks me for my advice, which in your case, if you feel like it or you need me, call me 855-905-8255. Any question about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Christine. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. How can I help you this evening? Well, I'm I'm sad, but I'm hoping you can help me with my relationship with my husband. Mm-hmm. I I've waited for him through all these different um, tours that he's gone to um, in the military, and he's back now, and he's um, out of the military. So I kind of have uh, have to get to know him again, and I don't know. I don't know if he still loves me. He seems to not spend as much time with me like we used to, and. So I'm wondering if I should start doing the same things that we used to do together or if I should try some new things because maybe he's changed. Um, Everybody changes all the time. So that is possible. Um, uh, I think that is something we all have to accept that no one is the same on day one, day 100, day 1,000 or then 10,000, right? Worse for the better. We have moods. We have months, good months, bad months. So let's not be too worried about the changes. What happened is that um, you know, I don't think it's so much linked to, to the military activity. It's more linked to like any relationship that things get old, things get so boring, things get so routine. And routine is the enemy of relationships, right? Routine is, you, is your enemy. So okay. uh, I think you should have a talk with him about where you guys are, right? So okay. you want to hear how he feels. Uh, does he want to stay together? Uh, what does he like you guys do together? And then you uh, do the same, uh, and you can also use the form of paper. You each have a notebook and write down everything you like about each other, everything you dislike about each other, everything you love doing together, and everything you don't want to do together anymore. Okay. And once you have done all your homework, you have mm-hmm. a conversation, everybody uh-huh. listening to each other, and decides you know, what can be done to improve. Or, and I would like you to always leave the or, or if things are not enjoyable, things are not lovable, things are not working well, a way to repair this, right? So we want to be able to hear each other when it's not working out too and not be afraid of that. Okay, okay. All right, so then have this technique, conversation, notebook, writing, and Mm -hmm. don't think it's against you. People change, and remember, monotony and boredom, which is Mm -hmm. repeating the same old thing forever, drive (laughs) all of us bananas and cuckoos. Okay. <laughs> All, All right, right, Christine. Thank you. Best yeah. of luck to you and have a good night. Thank you. You too. What are the signs that your relationship is on the way to great boredom? Let's talk about those signs next on The Rendezvous. Have you ever found yourself 
maybe driving to work by yourself in your car or in a bus or walking, whatever, saying to yourself, I'm so bored in my relationship. Have you ever felt this way? I'm bored stiff in my relationship. It's the same old thing every week, the same ooh sometimes on the weekend, the same everything, the same family meetings, the same holidays, the same old, and I don't know how to say it, but something needs to change. And I think it's a healthy conversation to have because there are signs that we ignore from the first 18 months to the rest of the relationship. So I really want to share with you what I've learned from you know, listening to other callers from my own life about what are the signs that we're heading to the biggest war in our relationship, boredom and monotony. So stay with me. I'll share that with you next. What do you think are the signs that you're heading to great boredom or monotony in your relationship? Sign number one, you're doing almost the same exact thing, same time, same place, same everything, every day, every week, every weekend, every holidays, everything the same, right? That is the sign. And the thing is, we love rituals. All of us human beings, we need rituals. That's why we celebrate on Valentine's Day, the day of love, even though every day should be a day of love. That's why we celebrate some, you know, Happy New Year. We don't know why it's such a big day, but it is because all of us enjoy the rituals. The problem with relationship and rituals is that if we don't pay attention and we just leave on the rituals, they suck the energy out of us. They take away our joy of life because we cannot eat the same meal every single day. And we both have, I mean, both partners have to be creative. Who wants to be bored for the rest of our life, right? So keep that in mind. And any questions about that, call me 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Nadia. Bonjour, Simon. How can I help you tonight? I've been dating this guy, mm-hmm. and um, he shared with me that he um, suffered a concussion when he was 16 from a car accident that oh, no. actually made him lose all of his childhood memories. And like, you know, when people come around to his bedside, he like recognize like, this is my mom, but he didn't have that connection with her. Like that instant, like, I love this woman because she's my mom. Uh It was more like, I'm supposed to love this woman because she's my mom. Um, Interesting. And, you know, we've been dating since May and like this stuff sort of pops up every once in a while where he gets into a really bad funk of like this whole like crisis of identity like he doesn't know who he is like he's lost um so much of his life and he's been leading his own life through the lens of other people Mm -hmm. and um my question is if he never gets these memories back like will he ever like fully be capable of loving another person so um so I, I, I'm not a doctor or a psychoanalyst, uh, psychiatrist, so it's, I cannot answer the, the medical side, of course. What I can answer is really ask you this question. Do you feel he can, and do you think he can love you? I think that's something he wants and he's striving for. But, like, how long do I wait? Like, it's been eight months, you know? And for eight months, do you feel loved or not? 
No. Okay. So the question I have for you, it's a difficult one, I know, is why would you want to invest any more time in somebody that maybe medically, just sadly, but I'm being real, medically cannot and will not be able to provide a loving, caring feeling for you? That's something I've been asking myself. I just, mm. I care about him so much and I don't want for him to have been so vulnerable and open with me and for me to react by cutting him out of my life. So, okay, I, I respect that. So maybe, Nadia, what we do is we give you more time with him to see how it goes. And after mm -hmm. all, you always ask this question and follow your intuition. Is this relationship healthy for me? Or, or it's unhealthy because I'm playing nurse and I'm not playing partner. And it's a big difference. Yeah. Thank you. I that is that is something that I'll I need to ask myself. You're most welcome. Thank you for calling and have a good night. Thanks. What is very interesting now is to talk about how do you know you actually are in an unhealthy relationship. So let's talk about that next on the rendezvous. Have you ever been in an unhealthy relationship? And looking back you said, I kind of I knew it but I just ignored the signals. Because I think most of us, and maybe even all of us, in our dating life, we have been in an unhealthy, toxic relationship. And what does that mean, an unhealthy, toxic relationship? It means we're in a relationship where we suffer. We are not happy. We are not evolving. We're not breathing well. We are sometimes diminished, humiliated. We, we do things we should never do. We don't recognize ourselves. Because on the other side of the relationship is somebody who is not the right person for us. The thing is, we're going to ask ourselves, but why in the heck am I ignoring or did I ignore all the red flags? And what are those red flags? Stay with me. I'm going to tell you those red flags next. What would you say are the signs that you're in an unhealthy relationship? So, lack of communication, lack of happiness, lack of transparency, lack of talking about the future, isolation, depression, lack of passion, and I would say no more joy of life. La joie de vivre is gone. A big unspoken exists between you and your partner. One loves the other more than the other loves you back. If you start to be the one constantly fighting for the relationship alone and you imposing on yourself the unacceptable, it's definitely time to call me at the rendezvous and ask me what am I doing in this relationship. So if you have any questions about your relationship and you need my help, call me 855-905-8255. If you want to add to my library of love stories yours, call me 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Matt. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Matt. So you want to add to my library at the rendezvous your own love story. So I'm all ears. Ah, Simon, I have an amazing story for you of how I proposed to my wife. Um, so first off, I'm a photographer, right? And mm -hmm. um, and I set I set this up ahead of time. So I had my photographer friend go out there, and the the, the idea was I wanted to photograph my proposal silhouetting against the full moon rising over a cliff. Wow! Yeah, can you can you picture that? Oh yeah. It, yeah. So. Um, 
So the day before, I go out there, I scout out the area, I make sure I make marks where I have to stand exactly where that moon is going to rise. And then I sent my photographer friend a mile down the road because he's going to zoom in really big so that moon is huge and you can see me on my knees proposing to my wife. And so I told wow. her, I said, oh, you know, just, just dress nice. We're going to go catch the moon rise. And, you know, I set up my camera a few feet away from, uh, from where, where the actual shot was going to take place. I was like, ooh, stand here. This light is really pretty. And, and then I waited till the right moment. I knew exactly what time that that moon was going to rise. And then I got down on one knee, and mm -hmm. I proposed to her. And she said yes. And I got these amazing photos to show of the, me on my knees silhouetting against the moon. Wow. Oh, I get chills when I, go, when I relive that. No, that, I love also the fact that you planted ahead, and, and because this is the most precious moment romantically, really, that in the wedding. But I think when somebody commits and says, you know, hey, do you want to be my partner? Do you want to be my wife, my husband, whatever? It's just, it's so magic that I love the fact how romantically you prepared for that moment. That is just great, and it's a great lesson for all of us to remember if we get a propose to think about that to forever have this memory uh, in pictures. And yeah, she, she's the love of my life, and I knew I had to do something special, and I wanted to kind of use use photography as a way to express it, and it just it worked out. <laughs> Congratulations to you and her, really, and thank you so much for sharing that story. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, thanks, Simon. Changing gears from this very romantic story, I got to go help somebody who sent me a Twitter DM that you know needs help because she got married, and you're not going to believe what happened. So stay with me. We're going to help that person next. If you have a question for me, but you can't dial in, just send me a Twitter DM with your questions, just like Erica did at Rendezvous Radio. Trish, what's going on with Erica? Erica says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Erica. I got married almost a month ago, and we just had it annulled after I found out he was cheating. We had a huge wedding, and so many people gave us beautiful, expensive gifts, and now I don't know what to do with them. Should I send them back or keep them? Oh, sorry, Erica. First of all, that you had to mule and you found out your then husband was cheating. But what do you do with the gift? Send them back or keep them? I'm going to give you advice on that next. What would you do if you just got married? Unfortunately, you found out that your new husband cheated on you. The marriage is annulled and you have all those beautiful gifts given to you by family and friends to decide whether you should keep them or should you send them back. I believe you should keep everything and enjoy. Because as a friend, if I gave something to you for your wedding, I really meant to give it to you from my heart. I don't, you know, it's not my business to judge or not judge whether it worked or not worked. I would not take well the fact that you sent me back the gift. So split it if you want to, what was for him or for you, or just for you because it cheated. And more importantly, Enjoy them if you can. And if it's too much memory of the wedding, send everything on eBay and make a good profit out of it and buy yourself, a, I don't know, a Caribbean cruise or a trip to Paris. How about this? Anyway, you call that next on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. If you have a doubt about something in your relationship, 855-905-8255. Just call me. Rosanna, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Rosanna. So you said you have a question for me, right? 
I do. I do. Um, I'm really nervous. I haven't told anyone this yet. Um, it's kind of crazy, but, uh, so I, uh, I've been married 20 years and, um, I have a best, best friend that uh, I've been friends with forever. And um, she's also been married 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we always hang out kind of as couples. We hang out kind of often. And um, about two weeks ago, we were out uh, just having like dinner out, out at a restaurant. And I went to the bar to get us all another round of drinks. And her husband came up to me um, as I was ordering. And he was like, kind of just out of nowhere he said wow you look really hot tonight um we should get together sometime wow okay and um i just i didn't even i i was like so shocked i i I didn't even respond i didn't even know what to say i didn't know what to do i don't know like i just can't even believe that that happened or like maybe i'm making too big of a deal out of it but i don't know should i tell my friend should i tell my Mm. husband i haven't told anybody but i'm really just kind of freaked out about it I, I, i couldn't believe he said that to me no, I can't believe it either, but I got to ask you a little more details about this so we are clear. He said that, yes. but he tried to, to, to touch you in any way. No, never, never. Okay, so basically, you're at the bar, he says that, you are stunned, so you don't answer. Um, do you think he was drunk? Do you think he lost his mind? Was he on under some influence of some drugs or something? I mean, I think he was like a little tipsy. I wouldn't say he was like wasted, but I mean, he was like a little buzzed for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. In my judgment, it would be best this first time not to say anything to anybody else, but I would do this if I were you and not wait for him to do it again. Next time you're alone with him anywhere, look at him in the eyes and said, listen, don't think I ever forgot. He was so inappropriate. Don't ever think of addressing me like this. You understand? And you speak to him like that. Like, you know, okay, okay. So, I don't want him to think you can get away with it, but I don't want his wife and your husband to find because that that will be, you know, right now, just a, but just give him a strict warning next time you one on one with him. Say, hey, by the way, for whatever you said at the bar, a inappropriate, and two, don't ever think you can talk to me like this ever, or there'll be consequences. Okay. And then you leave and you'll never do it again. Okay, okay, thank you. You, you are welcome. This is crazy, though, but I'm, I'm glad you called me. Thank you so much for your call, and have a good night, Rosanna. Thank you, too. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. Let me finish this show with a question for you. If you have a secret from the world, something very private, something that you never said to anybody, something that... Um, You've bought to get out of your you know, chest, get it out of your mind, getting out of your heart, but you don't know how to say it and you don't know who to say it. Join my podcast, La Confession. Check it out. Just go to the rendezvousshow.com because I had a great episode, many great episodes actually, but lately I just did one with Natalie who had a secret about a marriage and we really had a great conversation about it. And the reason of this podcast is for all of us to learn how to love each other better. And how do we do this? by listening to each other's mistakes and what we haven't done right so we can correct it before it happens to us. That's why I do this podcast, uh, La Confession with You. So if you want to join in, therendezvousshow.com or leave me a message with your information at 855-905-8255 and we'll call you back and get you on my podcast. Thank you very much et bonsoir. Sweet dreams. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.